Hey everybody, it's Whitney here. Hey, it's Macy here. With Macy McLean and Whitney Coonan. You'll figure out how to swim eventually. At the end of our life, what do we want to be our story? We're sharing success and sparking power. You're listening to You're listening to Power in Heels. So Joey Band, really awesome product, really awesome company. You guys are kind of changing the way that maternity is done and looked at. But to talk about the company and talk about your ideas and the product and how you guys work, we kind of have to go all the way back to the beginning and talk about you guys first. So can you each explain to our listeners and us a little bit about um, your journey before Joey Band and kind of where you were and what you were doing and what you were pursuing at the time? I actually have a background in sports and event marketing, and I had a very cool job um, prior to having kids where I got to travel with the Stanley Cup across Canada and do special events with the Stanley Cup and sports events like the festival at the Great Cup and all sorts of really awesome things. And I loved it. And it was a huge, huge part of me and my identity. And it was just so much fun. Then I had babies and uh, realized that, you know, that that travel might not be, you know, the best lifestyle, uh, really tough to be away from home. And, uh, and that's when Joey Band really, you know, took, took form. Um, I dropped my baby when we were on maternity leave, had the product idea and decided that, you know, since maybe going back to that role wasn't the most feasible to really, to really give it a go, but complete 180 from, from where I was before. <laughs> awesome. And Sarah? So I, always thought that I wanted to go into science and medicine. I had an older sister. Uh, she's a physician. So like every younger sister, I thought, well, if I'm smart, I'm going to be a doctor too. <laughs> so I, I really loved healthcare, but I quickly found out that my passion lied in, in business. And so I was really fortunate after I graduated university, I met an incredible entrepreneur who had uh, merged the, my two passions, business and healthcare, uh, specifically healthcare informatics, which was really great. We were a small team of four or five by the time. My I joined, then we got acquired pretty quickly by a U.S. Uh, global healthcare corporation based in San Diego. I traveled all over North America, parts of Europe, which was really great, and you know had built up a global health program. And then I decided I wanted to get back into startup. So then I moved to Toronto, and I met another incredible entrepreneur who was building something pretty cool in the healthcare tech sector. So joined him. I think I was the fourth hire there. I left when that was about 50 or 60 employees. Again, uh, right across North America and in some parts of Europe. And actually, I had I had met Haley at a women in business event that we're both a part of. I, I say this, and I'm not exaggerating, literally getting down and praying every night to meet a woman who had invented something in healthcare that I could have a, that I could partner with and become a co-founder with. And so uh, it just really worked out that I met Haley and her sister and then, you know, jumped into Joey Band. That's awesome how that partnership worked out. And it was just like perfect timing as well. Yeah, it really was. Were there, are there any skills that you feel from your previous endeavors that help you today with Joey Band? Yeah, for me, uh, it was really the concept of taking something from idea to execution, creating something out of nothing from ground zero, sourcing all of that fun stuff that, you know, used to go into events is now going into the product side of Joey Band. I would say similarly for me, taking something because in the roles that I was working in, I was kind of in one, I was an entrepreneur, another, I was an entrepreneur. So I was still used to taking things from, you know, an idea and rolling out with it into execution. Uh, but specifically the healthcare market in general, it's a very complex 
fast-paced, incredibly fascinating market. Uh, the technology is pretty phenomenal too. So that was definitely a skill that I was able to bring in terms of navigating that market and selling into that market. Yeah, it's very obvious that, you know, your previous endeavors really do fit well, kind of go hand in hand with what you're doing today. And of course, it makes the business so much stronger and so much better because you have that experience that you can kind of lend to the situation. So it's really great. And I, I want to talk a little bit, of course, about the product itself and kind of where that idea came from. Because I know that, Haley, you mentioned it did come from a place of vulnerability for you. Are you willing to talk a little bit about that experience for you? Absolutely, because I think it is an important lesson um, for, for people everywhere to embrace the chaos. I dropped my baby. She was two weeks old. Um, when she was born, they, they placed her on me skin to skin. I didn't know the science behind it, but I knew that it kept her quiet. And as any new mom will tell you, quiet is gold. Um, it's like those moments when you're just, you know, you're trying to keep it together. You're trying to figure things out. You've come home with this human that all of a sudden you're supposed to keep alive. And, you know, just those moments of solace are so precious. And skin to skin gives you that. So two weeks to the day she was born, we were at home. She was on my chest, you know, asleep. It was beautiful. I took my hands off of her for two seconds to text message my sister. And she startled and fell. And uh, my husband and I went hospital we're thinking oh my god like you know what's gonna happen and uh the doctor looked at us and said this happens all the time so i went home spent oodles of money on 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 every product on the market wraps carriers slings baby wearing shirts and turned to my husband in frustration and was like i just want something that will belt her to me as she sleeps talked to my sister ashley who uh, you know her and her husband are you know they're knowledgeable in the business space i found, talked to my friend who's a patent agent and together we, we made this product a reality and then within five weeks of launching the product we had our very first endorsement from la leche league international which is the world's largest breastfeeding organization they contact us and said, we found your product. We're going to put it in our next book. And then that same week, we had an email from a, a big Toronto hospital saying, we've been looking for something like this in our NICU. So at that moment, you know, we realized that infant falls, you know, it's not just a bad parenting moment. It, it's a real, real issue. Wow. And I mean, those, those endorsements and those people jumping on board with you guys really quick must have kind of helped you a little bit on your own confidence side, because I know starting a business is terrifying. And even when you finally have a product on the market, it, it's still terrifying because you're, you're trying to justify it to yourself. So did having them jump on board so quickly kind of help you a little bit to realize like, no, this is this is going to be good. This is going to be great. It's going to work out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially too, when you when you create something out of such a bad moment, it's sort of, you know, it comes from a rocky place. So to have that reinforcement, you know, from that industry, because we were thinking originally, you know, you know, let's uh, like mom to mom and boutiques, and it'll be, a, you know, a, a small niche product, but to get that support right away from the healthcare industry and know that it's not just a nice product, like we're going to make a difference. That was important. Although the, this, I'm sure, was a really scary moment as a mother, but do you feel that if the moment in this experience didn't happen, do you think that you still would have thought to create Joey Band? I don't think so. I don't know. It, it's like one of those things where uh, necessity is the mother of invention. And I, I knew I needed something to ensure it would never happen again. One of my favorite parts of your story, Haley, is she had a dream about the product. That's really how she invented it. She was asleep and she dreamt up the design because she had tried every product in the market. So it was truly a visionary product. Like it's brilliantly designed. Wow, I didn't know that. And you know what? There's a lesson right there. Write down your dreams, kids, because you never know. <laughs> yeah. It could become a product one day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when you spend like days shopping and you spend days 
like, I think I broke my mother-in-law's sewing machine just trying to come up with something. And then it's true. I, it's not, it's not part of the story I admit readily, but it was, you know, waking up one morning and realizing, oh my God, that's what it needs to look like. Wow. And I mean, um, the name for the product, it's a fantastic name. Do you want to talk a little bit about where the name came from? Yeah. So a Joey is a baby kangaroo. So kangaroo care is the act of skin to skin with premature babies in the neonatal intensive care unit. It's called the, it's called kangaroo care, but a Joey is a baby kangaroo. And then then it bands around. It's a band. That is so cute. I mean, it so makes so much cute. sense. <laughs> but of course, I wouldn't know. I've never, you know, experienced that sort of, you know, skin to skin. I mean, maybe when I was a baby, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know too much about it right now because I'm not a mom yet. But uh, that's really awesome to hear. And I, I love the name. It's a great idea. Yeah. So, um, of course, like Whitney and I, we've researched your company and, and we know what skin to skin is personally. But in case there's anyone who might be listening, who is unfamiliar with it, could you kind of briefly go over that and, and explain it to us? Yeah, absolutely. So Joey Band is a patented product, and it is the only product in the market that can be used in any healthcare newborn setting. So whether it's the OR, postpartum, neonatal intensive care unit, mother-baby unit, um, as well as at home. And so it's designed for immediate skin-to-skin and infant fall prevention for any parent or caregiver who would be looking to to have skin-to-skin with their newborn. And the act of skin-to-skin, so it's holding your baby upright on your chest, proper positioning is upright between the breasts. Baby is high enough on your chest that you can just dip down and kiss them. Their chin is off their chest, so their airway is open. Baby's usually in a diaper only, and then mom might be wearing a bra, um, but otherwise she has full skin-to-skin contact. And the benefits that come from skin-to-skin are less crying, baby breastfeeds better, the reduced postpartum depression in mom, brain development, temperature regulation, weight gain for the baby, better sleep for baby. You know, I think as as a new mom, the number one magic thing that comes out of skin-to-skin is it, it calms them. They're quiet because, you know, they've spent nine months in your womb. You are their natural habitat. And then they're on your chest and they can hear your heartbeat. So it's a familiar sound. They're getting your warmth. Um, so it's that, you know, that comfort, but they can also smell you. Also through skin to skin, they you transfer your good bacteria to baby. So in terms of immunity support and all that, you know, all these things that we want for our babies, you, you can give just by doing skin to skin. Coming up next on Power in Heels. Just when you think you've got it. Just when you think, like, <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's you know, the universe likes to punch us in the face and then help us out. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. You talked briefly about this, but we've had a few entrepreneurs join us on the show, and I'm always still so baffled on how you start with an idea and then turn it into an actual physical product. Could either of you walk us through the process and and what it was like for you? Yeah. Um, So again, you know, came from that place of I want something simple. Wraps were very complicated. Carriers, you know, they're they're not designed for skin to skin. They're not necessarily comfortable. They're a rougher fabric. And then slings have your baby in a different position because skin to skin, the position is very very deliberate. It's like a very, the baby needs to be upright on your chest at a certain height. So where it came from, once sort of had the general idea was not only new mom, but what does every woman live in is yoga pant material. (laughs) So, you know, that comfortable, athletic, soft, breathable. And then what is simple when you are sleep deprived and you don't know what's going on in a general, any given day, the Velcro is the easiest, softest, doesn't pinch skin, isn't going to tear anything that you don't want to the torn. Um, And and that's really where it came from. I actually had a friend, Jessica, who I worked with in a, in a former life. She's built an amazing career in, you know, fashion and production. And I took her out for dinner and I was like, you know, Jess, I have this idea. 
idea. Do you know anybody that can make it for me? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. She connected me to, to someone else in the city who worked with me on prototypes, helped design the pattern so that we could take it to other manufacturers and, and seamstresses. And then talking to my friend Maya, who is a brilliant patent agent who helped us, uh, you know, not only do the worldwide patent search um, to see if there was anything in existence already, but also helped us file and obtain our patents. And I think, you know, the number one lesson, if you want to, if you want to create something from scratch is you have to ask for help. Nobody's going to steal your idea if you're talking to your friends and your network. And it's amazing how much people want to help and want to be, you know, supportive of your idea. Well, that's great. And I mean, that's a great tip too, because we're all kind of afraid to ask for help. And we're, you know, especially if you're dealing with a new product or you have a brand new idea, sometimes people are afraid to kind of just put it out there and, and get the help that they need. Now, I do want to ask a little bit about the business side of everything because, you know, starting a business, first you have to manufacture the product and that's a whole issue, but then you actually got to sell the product too. Can I ask a little bit about the sales, getting the product onto the market itself, and then that whole cash flow situation because that's a big deal too. You know, you need to have some um, equity to start it and then you need to somehow keep making money, which once again gets reinvested. And of course, that is a really complex deal that's very hard to do. So yeah, Hale, do you want me to want me to kick it off? Uh, yeah, it's your, it's your work. <laughs> okay, sure. So when you're approaching the the market with a new product, Haley just used an example of asking for help and you know connecting and, and building your network. And especially when you have a new product, you've you've got to be really comfortable with building a new network. And networks somehow sound so impersonal and cold, which is not how we approach business, but like genuinely finding people who are just as passionate about the area of health that you are in and wanting to see the type of change that you want to see. And so that requires reaching out to you a number of individuals who are leaders within the space, researching them, going to conferences, meeting different people there. I mean, one of the really exciting things about when you create a product, and I've seen this a couple times with actually two companies that I've been a part of, but when you create something that's really meaningful and valuable, the market finds you. So, you know, I remember at conferences with thousands of exhibitors, there'd be a lineup at the Joey Band booth with nurses trying to come in and talk to Joey Bands. It's filling a need in the market is super important and making sure that you have a product that's doing that. It's not just about making money. That's not what this is about at all. It's about changing lives. It's about changing the standard of care. And then finding those people who are also invested in changing the standard of care and understand the baby carrying space and the baby carrying world and the skin to skin world. So working with those different individuals, getting certified in skin to skin care. And then you've got to look at the market. I remember one of the things that was a really hard decision for us was we were getting requests from all over the world. And so we said, all right, we've got to narrow down our market and we've got to lock down one market before we can really start to expand our reach. Otherwise, we're going to get totally ahead of ourselves. And that's kind of the hard part. It's a beautiful opportunity as an entrepreneur. It's also heartbreaking because you're just like, you invented this product. You're like, I want the world to know about it. And you're like, okay, we've got to, we've got to do this in you know, a really methodical way. Once you narrow down your market, especially in healthcare, it's about finding the individuals who are often on the cusp of innovation, those hospitals who want to be early adopters. We've been really fortunate, whereas we knew from day one that collecting data on the product was really important. So we had it patented. So we knew that we were protected and our patents were defensible in market. But then we also knew in order to really differentiate and show why the product was needed, data would be critical. And so we started that with friendly hospitals. We've never commissioned
commissioned a study. Hospitals have always covered it themselves, which again, yeah, right, (laughs) Whitney, like again, which is a huge accomplishment. And so when you see corporations who will literally give hospitals millions of dollars in donations, and then they also happen to do a study for them. like So so it's a pretty pretty remarkable feat. And then it was also a lot of it is right timing. Like we're seeing infant falls coming in at the right time being talked about by organizations like the Joint Commission, like the state of California just announced the third week of September every year is newborn falls awareness. It's a combination of the market trends, the product itself, you know, and then approaching the market in a really methodical way. And you mentioned a lot about, you know, entering healthcare and entering hospitals themselves. And I actually had a question about this and and you sort of already answered a little bit, but I was going to ask, because I always assumed that the healthcare industry was very gatekeeped a little bit, a little hard to break into and everything. Um, I, I just assumed there was a lot of gatekeeping there and it was, it was going to be hard to kind of get to those people and get to the doctors and nurses. And even if you get to them, getting above them and getting to the people who actually make decisions regarding what ends up in hospitals. But did you find any challenges there or did it work out really well where your product was integrated right away? You know, tenacity is definitely something that you have to bring. I think when you're looking at opening up a new market, particularly in a complex market and a closed knit market, to your point, and then the intensity that also has to be there like and and it's easy for us to be intense and passionate about our product when we see firsthand what it's doing and so you know really persistent I'm super open about this as someone who's building a business I am shameless when it comes to reaching out to people if it takes me 10 reach outs and a couple phone calls you know always done tastefully always respectfully but that's something that has to be done and you know so it's funny some of our best customers have actually come through those approaches where we've had to be really persistent and had to get in front of them multiple times so it's it's definitely a challenge. Um, I think having the experience in the market already, as well as people to Haley's point, again, who are always willing to help and, and get you in the door is also a, one of our mottos is find kind people. We will always do business with people who are kind and willing to help. Um, we've walked away from some business situations where, you know, that wasn't the case and it was more money oriented. So you have to be comfortable with sticking to your morals and, you know, and your ethics too. Hey, everybody, it's Whitney here. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast for more step-by-step guides to success from powerful women every single week. During our, I guess, pre-discussion, you mentioned one of the challenges and use the verbiage expecting the unexpected when it comes to introducing innovation. Can one of you tell us a little bit more about this and, and what it means to, to you? <laughs> Just think, you know what? So Haley, I'll let you talk to this a little bit too, but the first image that comes to mind is just think of like, and it's so cliche, everyone knows, think of a roller coaster. <laughs> like you're, you're going up and you don't know there's a drop and then you drop and then you're like, oh man, my, my stomach is in my throat. And then it evens out and you're like, oh, I'm feeling good now. And especially in such a market where, uh, you know, regulations and protocols are changing all the time. Um, you know, COVID was it was another huge barrier. And I think the, the biggest challenge for us is navigating the market dynamics as they rapidly change and also finding that place that we can go to, whether it's through working with each other or individually, where we can stay even as the unexpected is happening. That's been a really important part, I think, of our practice in building a business. But Hale, what do you think? Oh, I was just going to say, like, just when you think you've got it, just when you think, like, 
it's all good. It's, it's, you know, no, we always like to say the universe likes to punch us in the face and then help us out. I look at it as the universe is like clearing everything out of the way. Yeah. To give us the right, to give us the right opportunities. But like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Haley's, Haley's just much more direct with it. Realistic. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, man, like the, it's like, so we, it's, we get pushed down and then like, it's like you get helped up. It, it's always for a reason. You realize you sit back and you're like, oh, that's why that happened. But at the time, yeah. Yeah. When you just you think you've got it figured out, and then it's like, nope, no, you don't. When you're invested, when you're invested in your company, and you're going a mile a minute, like when you're like, but you love our product, why, why, why don't you want this? You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a, it can be a hard, it can be a hard thing to go through, and then you realize that to Haley's point, there's gaps, like there's data that's missing here. Um, you know, this workflow actually isn't as smooth as what we thought it is. We need to consolidate the sizing of, of our products. Those lessons really are there, I think, to genuinely help you clear through and sift through, but they're always unexpected. No, honestly, that's a great lesson. And I love the way that you guys <laughs> phrase that. That's great. <laughs> but I also see a little bit of a connection with maybe motherhood. I think that, I mean, not that I'm a mom, so I can't speak for moms, but I'm assuming that there's a relationship there with the expecting the unexpected, but also more importantly, probably embracing the unexpected. I don't know if you guys can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, every day, every day is something new. You get out of one phase of, you know, go from newborn to toddler and there's always something new. And now, you know, I'm at the stage where my girls are seven and nine and that's a whole new phase where, you know, I'm hearing about crushes and like, you know, there's like incidences at school where you're like, no, like you were just my baby. Like it's, uh, it's learning it definitely like business. It's learning as you go and it's figuring it out. And then, you know, there's some days where you're like, yes, I'm nailing this i'm good at this and then there's other days where you're like mm. <laughs> i don't know no, I, I think honestly it's a lesson that it, that can be applied in so many different ways and, and to everybody whether you know it's in your business or in life or in motherhood or in parenthood or whatever it may be i think that that's something that a lot of us need to kind of hear it's always yeah. worth it and now we're kind of staying in line with motherhood i think there's a lot of people that want to start a family but there's often this fear of having to balance both a career and a family. So can you talk a little bit about that and how you're able to balance both? I will say it's not without like outside. I mean, you, you still get the comments. I got the comment. I don't know how you're going to run a business when you're a wife and a mother. And I was like, hmm. oh, <laughs> pretty, sure, pretty sure we're doing okay. Yeah. And this wasn't, you know, our, our business isn't that old. So that comment wasn't too old. You know, we, I have an incredibly supportive husband who, you know, without him, without him, I couldn't do it. Plain and simple. So I think it's about the people you surround yourself with who respect you as a person, respect the business and respect that, you know, everyone's got more to their life. I'll go back to some of the other challenges that you guys kind of mentioned in our pre-discussion talk. There was, I guess, a roadblock that you both had to face when it comes to finding funding and dealing with biases as a woman-founded company. So what was it like to experience this and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I mean, I think we both know the answer to that one. Yeah, um, this is still a tricky one and it's still something I think that's really prevalent. And, you know, because we, we know through organizations such as CEO that um, women receive you know, 7% or less of venture capitalist funding, women of color, even less. Um, and so we know that there's still huge gaps in terms of uh, funding and support that exists for women. And it's funny, like we quite often see people saying, well, well, we'll hold networking events and and connections and little cocktail events. And you're like, no, I need money. Like that's, you know, that's what women need. Those are the types of resources. And so, you know, so we've definitely had our fair share, um, you know, starting self-funded grants, applications, you know, uh, being fortunate to be a recipient 
recreant of SheEO Funding, which is an organization that's done incredible things for uh, for helping women and non-binary entrepreneurs access funding with 0% interest loans. You know, like it's even challenging, you know, the banks where they wouldn't think twice of writing entrepreneur a line of credit, even though they've had two businesses fail versus we've seen that personally a couple times. And so we've gotten really creative. We're also fortunate that, you know, the community that we have behind us and the partnerships that we were able to land really came in at critical times. You know, we've seen we've seen the company grow in a cash flow, no matter how big your corporation is always something that you're navigating through. And especially as an early stage company, that can be a little bit tricky, but eventually it does get a little bit easier. But back to, you know, the original question around unexpected ups and downs, that's still really frequent, even even with navigating. And this is why it's also challenging because technology, everyone wants to invest in tech right now. It's sexy. It looks good. They're thinking high growth unicorn model. And that's just so broken and it's just not sustainable. So, you know, you see a lot of money wasted in investment, but that's where people want to throw their money. And so it, it can be more challenging in a product. And then you add the, the layer of healthcare. It's not tech, it's product based. So already we're looking at longer payment terms, cash up front for product. And then you look at healthcare, which is notoriously a very slow growth market compared to consumer tech and, you know, in different areas. So there's already hesitancy to invest in that space. And so we're kind of hit with a bit of a double whammy there, but we've gotten creative and we've met good people and we've had good support. Looking back on all of those experiences, and of course, it's still something that you're dealing with today, but is there one major lesson or learning point that you kind of have come away with? That's a really good question. I think one of the things that jumps out for me and Haley, I'd be curious to see what kind of what you're thinking, but we've been offered some deals that aren't great. I think when you know you've got a good product and a good business and you know you're changing, ultimately the world is what you're doing really is what we're looking at, changing the, the standard of care. When someone offers you a bad deal, you know that that usually means you're onto something. Because if it was bad, they wouldn't be offering you a deal to begin with. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, so you've got to know kind of when to walk away, really, because there's so there's so many opportunities right now. I, not so many. Again, it's completely different for women and then for women of color, but to at least get in front of a few people. But one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is if it doesn't feel right and it's not aligned, you know, and we're not approaching it with a heart-centric approach, which is what we're looking at, it's okay to walk away. And you'll figure it out. You'll land on your feet. Yeah, know, know your value and don't don't waver. Definitely. And I feel like in healthcare, there seems to be a lot of focus on technology, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the focus on comfort and care for mothers and babies can sometimes get lost in this sort of shuffle. So tell us how your product refocuses this attention. It's a really great question. You know, you look at healthcare and there's lots of different uh, units within healthcare that receive much more funding than maternity health. So maternity health is notoriously underfunded. And then there's so many issues that are existing, specifically maternity health right now that are coming to light. So specifically around systemic racism. And like we said, there's infant falls. So what's been really, really helpful, I think, with us being able to get some of that focus is when you look at something like skin to skin, the long term benefits of skin to skin are, are incredible. So not only do you have the immediate benefits of like baby's brain growing at a faster rate, being thermoregulated, reducing pain for mom, but then you also see long term and there's studies that show the long term benefits of a baby that's held skin to skin. And so when you start to create this patient journey, moms and dads, parents, caregivers who are 
happy with the health care that their child has received, especially in a place like the U.S. where it's, you know, it's run a little bit different than a public system. Obviously, it's, it's, it's private. But those customers, patients, are going to come back, really creating that kind of user story. And when you look at a product like ours, you know, when we're talking about it, anyone can use it, non-binary, man, woman, any type of physical abilities or capabilities, uh, you know, whether a parent has ALS um, or, you know, is in a wheelchair, like this is still something that they can use, which is really fantastic. It supports twins and triplets. We're really talking about this whole community. Like this product is really centered around that for anyone. And then we've just been really, I think that again, timing where we see issues like like I said, California state declaring newborn fall awareness, but then also the huge maternity announcement that Kamala Harris, the vice president, had just put out in late 2021. So, and there's so many organizations that are putting attention on maternity health, March for Moms, Every Mother Counts. You know, these are phenomenal advocacy groups. We're all working together to try to get that that focus. And I think something to add to and something to highlight is when a mom and when a family has a good birth experience, you know, that first moment of that baby's life is is positive. You know, when you're talking about a hospital as a business in the States, you know, it's a completely different model. You're going to have repeat visits. You're going to, they're going to be loyal to that hospital brand per se. And, and we have the ability to touch this baby literally and support the best start. It all comes back full circle. You know, good experiences, you know, good patient satisfaction is going to result in greater revenue for the hospital over the life of the baby. Well, I mean, yeah, it's all great points. And, and if I kind of look at your overall journey and your overall story, I really want to ask you guys about you know, your major um, learning points, if you look back to, you know, where you were in the beginning as a person and your knowledge, if there was one thing that you wish you knew when you started that you know now, what would that one thing kind of be for you too? No, I know it for me, it's that, you know, you start a business, you have visions of overnight success, you think it's going to be fast, even when you have immediate buy-in and support from major organizations. My biggest lesson is everything actually takes 10 times longer than you think it's going to. And you need to be prepared for that. I would say more just going through the motions of learning the lesson, but, you know, failing fast. You know, when we were putting different resources and focusing on something that may be complementary to, to what we're doing in healthcare or, you know, evaluating new digital opportunities or new partnerships or looking at the consumer space, you know, it's okay to let go of those quickly if they're not working, you know, and that, and that comes with experience, but especially when you're passionate and you're focused and you want something to work, um, it's okay if something doesn't and just, just stop. <laughs> Don't keep trying to push it uphill. Looking to the future of Joey Band, what are some of your big ambitions and dreams for the future of the company? Oh, standard of care. The measure of success for us as a company has always been the amount of babies and families that we're able to impact. And when that Joey band is getting put on every baby and that standard of care, you know, you go into the hospital and whether you're having a C-section, whether it's a regular uh, delivery, someone's saying, where's the Joey band? I think that would be ultimately our, our measure of success, like and starting again with North America and then focusing globally, just, you know, all the benefits that come with it. Yeah. Preventing injuries, having experienced a fall, if we can prevent that from, from happening, that's our goal. Just really quickly, which is kind of surprising. They say one in 600 babies fall in hospital, which, oh they, think is, which yeah. they think is completely underreported. And, and they say that in the last decade, this has increased by over 600%. And wow. they estimate that half Jesus. of those falls result in a skull fracture or worse, the worst being fatal. 
So when you look at this product around, you know, the benefits of skin to skin, the experience, the patient satisfaction, the comfort that it creates, but it's also saving lives, which is a pretty special place to be in, I think, as a product company. And I mean, you're talking about experiences and, and customer experiences and everything. Of course, hearing the stories of, you know, women that you've helped or parents and families that you've helped probably helps you keep going as well. Is there any specific story or success that's come through that you kind of heard about that really helped you guys keep going when times got a little tough? I think my favorite was a parent had used the product at the hospital, found our company, reached out and sent us this beautiful note with photos attached. And she was telling us how, you know, it was her third child. She wasn't able to do skin to skin with her other two on the OR table, you know, was extremely nauseous because you get, you start to develop scar tissue when you have repeat C-sections. So she was extremely nauseated on the table, you know, and was actually vomiting off the side of the table, but she was still able to hold her baby baby and cuddle oh. with her baby. Oh. And she and I mean, this had our whole team in tears. So that was already so powerful. But then she let us know that her mother came to visit her at the hospital and her mother has ALS and didn't have the muscular strength to hold the baby. And she was able to hold her grandchild with the joy. Yeah, it was just it was so beautiful. Yeah, it was really powerful. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite was uh, it actually came from via a lactation consultant, we had given a few samples to the hospital, like this was right at the beginning of entering healthcare. And so she had a few samples on hand and they had a mother that had delivered twins. I can't remember what the correct term is, but she coded after and she was in a coma. She was non-responsive and she was in the ICU and she had about a 50-50 chance. And the lactation consultant said, if she doesn't make it, she's going to, I'm going to cry. <laughs> she's going to have wished that she held those babies. And so she took it and she wrapped the babies on the mom and the mom started to cry. Like non-responsive mom started to cry. Anyhow, the mom ended up surviving and coming out of it. But to know that that was, yeah, that if she doesn't make it, she's going to wish she held those babies. Um, and they did it with our product. That is so special. I'm not a sentimental person, but you're making me cry. I'm oh like tearing God. up. <laughs> wow. I mean, one like medical miracle, obviously, but the fact that a nurse was able to, or a lactation consultant was able to come in and, and give a mother that experience, despite what was happening and what could have happened, you know, in that time, like that's clearly something that's so, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> such a special moment. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're, we're so honored to, to be part of these moments. Like, you know, you look at the product and you think, oh, that's so simple but it's it's just so incredible the things that it does and we're so honored to be part of people's experiences yeah. like this you know like their most intimate and vulnerable life experiences yeah. and we're part of it yeah absolutely and I mean you say so simple but sometimes that's what's needed sometimes you have to bring it right back down to the basics and everything in life is quite overcomplicated, and everything's you know it, it can get a lot so sometimes bringing it right back down to the basics keeping it simple is exactly what people need so and I think that your product does obviously a fantastic job of that. Thank you so much. Now, as we near the end of the interview, as much as Whitney and I would love to just sit here and chat with both of you, it's been amazing so far. Um, we do have to bring it to an end. And with that, I would just kind of like to pass, as we like to say, the virtual mic over to you two and just ask if you have any pieces of advice, wisdom, lessons to share with young people who may be listening today. I'm one of those people, it always drove me nuts when I'd be listening to a podcast and someone would just give me blanketed advice. Because <laughs> like, everyone is so different. Everyone is in unique situations 
situations. I think finding what works for you as an individual, going through the process and exploring what your values are, what your passions are, um, what you really want to navigate and, and work towards, and then finding the communities and making that happen and know that there's always people. I would say more people in this world are radically generous than, than not. And there's always people that are looking to help and support. And I mean, we're one of them. Yeah. I, and to that, yeah, mine would just be trust your instincts, trust your gut. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe don't trust it if everyone's saying it's a bad idea, but <laughs> and you're losing piles and piles of money every day. Um, but you know, if it's something that you need, or if it's something that like, if it's a product that you want, or you can see a, a need for, trust your gut. That's some great advice. Um, and honestly, I, I just want to say thank you to you two for sharing today and joining us on the podcast. I have learned so much and I'm sure Macy as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and I know our listeners are really going to love everything you guys had to share today. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. It's our pleasure to be here. And we love we love what you're doing for women identifying entrepreneurs. This is fantastic. So congratulations to you too. 